Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. I've been in the danger zone. <laughs> he got a bad My five stars. Yeah, Mongo. Huh? Yeah, my five. We got a do that. All right, what is going down, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new edition of Am I Still on the Air? You know what it is, Am I Still on the Air? is the spinoff podcast where we basically take one specific topic and break it down a little bit deeper than we do on the regular show. And uh, so we got a very special episode tonight Because uh, for the first time on the podcast Is actually my brother from a same mother uh, yeah. Pretty sure it's the same Yeah, I think it's the same Sorry, I was trying <laughs> to be funny But then I was like, well, you know what, it's not a different mother It is the same mother um, But uh, so my brother over here, Mr. Ben Affweck <laughs> uh, Jordan Owens uh, is in the house So what up, man? Hello, Mr. Mega Very happy to be here uh, Am I on the air? Are we still on the air? We're still on the air Okay, good, good We good. are still on the air Because that's the name of this one here So we're doing something a little fun here You know, we're recording this live From the Red Dragons Radio Studios Here in Tucson, Arizona He's visiting uh, For the Merry Christmas holiday season And uh, actually getting ready to take off And head back to Florida tomorrow But we wanted to crack out A nice little special podcast here uh, live and indirect while we're here It is December the 27th Technically kind of the 26th It just rolled into the 27th cause Like it's a midnight. second ago Yeah, because it's midnight now So uh, we'll go with the 27th, I guess And, <laughs> um, you know, what what happens at the end of the year We basically look back and we reflect And uh, what we decided to do here Is do our top 10 movies of 2017 So... Whew. Uh, there's been a lot of movies, you know, I was going back, taking a look, you know, it was a lot of good stuff. Um, I'd say it was a pretty good year overall for the most part. Um, I definitely walked out of the theater a couple of times with some disappointments this year. As always. As always. I think you're never going to have a perfect year, but for the most part, I feel like I at least enjoyed somewhat everything that, yeah. the, that I saw for the most part. I could easily do a top 20, you know, if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty easy to do. Um, I know you wanted to throw in some worst ofs as well. Um, I wanted I wanted to keep this a little positive, <laughs> so I'm not doing any worst. Um, so we'll keep this positive with right. the top ten best. Um, what I think is going to be funny is we have not divulged our list in no any sort you. of way. Um, I do know though uh, our taste is quite different at times, <laughs> and uh, you know, unlike the other guests that I usually have on this show, where we kind of in some form or fashion. Sync up to a certain extent I think you're going to be the most widespread Opposite opinion on some things um, What I will state For myself And and really just in general With a lot of top 10 lists You know people go For the very Oscar kind of driven movies You know Oh the best movie this year is <laughs> The Phantom Thread And like you know Crap like that and I'm just like Phantom Thread's not on your list? No it's not oh, on no. Spoiler alert um, you know, neither is the post. Um, but um, you know, hey, things things like that where like you know everybody kind of reserves these really just kind of artsy fartsy kind of movies for their top ten. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but as I do with my reviews of movies, a top ten for me really comes down to 
my theater experience, you know, what movie, my number one is representing the movie I had the most fun with, the movie I walked out of saying, I want to go back and see this again, I'm not saying it's the best made movie in the world, I'm not saying it's the best directed, I'm not saying the cinematography is the greatest, (laughs) I'm not getting into all of that, my top ten is purely represented of my feeling Watching the movie in the theater, my experience coming out with friends, talking about it, having a great time. And when I go back and I rank it, that's how I was very easily able to come up with my 10 best just based on that theater experience. So um, that's where I'm coming from with it. (laughs) Anything special with where you're coming from with it? No, I I can respect that definitely. I I do enjoy your outlook on movies usually, even though we do differ sometimes. I think other years we might have a big differing list. I think this year we might have a lot of agreements. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm Some not of thinking. the order. Maybe my first couple, I don't know. But uh, like in you know, other years, yeah, I loved Room. And I loved Spotlight. But I don't know. Maybe I just haven't seen it yet. If Phantom Thread I did not get to see it. I will see the post because I love me some Tom Hanks. But uh, I, I think this year maybe won't be the craziest uh, difference between the two of us. Okay. We will see. We're going to jump right into it. The way this is going to work is basically I'm going to throw it on over to Jordan. He's going to count down. We're going to start obviously at 10. We're going to work our way to our number ones. He's going to take the first half here and do 10 through 6, and then I'll do my 10 through 6. If he seems to mention a movie that I have on my list, uh, I will will not divulge (laughs) what number it is on my list, but I will let you know it is on my list, and and we'll kind of chime in a little bit and talk about the film and kind of... We'll take it from there. So, without any further ado... Me, 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 me. Let's start it off with your number 10. Alright, well actually, first off here, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I loved so many movies this year. I just want to do some quick honorable mentions. Some honorable mentions. I won't go into detail, just I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Logan Lucky, Big Sick, John Wick 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Not make my top 10. But really love them, as well as other movies. I can keep going, like I said, top 20, maybe even a 25. But let's go with number 10 now. Alright, we're going to start off with probably a movie that's not on your list. I'm guessing Ingrid Goes West. Not on my list. Not on your <laughs> list. I really dug this movie, man. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, is, she's an obsessed girl who just she just wants a friend, man. And she goes to try to kind of trick Elizabeth Olsen into a being friendship. And it works out for a little while, but obviously things start to blow up. And she keeps going, man. Uh, really interesting performances from her. Uh, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son's good in this as well. O'Shea Jackson pops up as someone she kind of uses, but maybe he's a love interest as well. This is just a really fun quirky, kind of psychotic movie. <laughs> you're shocked at some of the things she does, but you're in it the whole way, man. You're just waiting for that next thing Aubrey Plaza does. I think, uh, despite I liked her a lot in the past from other things like Mike and Dave and, of course, Parks and Rec, I think this is a breakout performance for her. I really enjoy this. I say check it out. It's a fun movie. It's a fun, like, what? Kind of movie. <laughs> well, like I say, I have not checked it out, but I, you know, I was intrigued somewhat by the trailer. Um, I only know one friend of mine that did see it, and he hated it. Oh, geez. So that was the only <laughs> thing I have going off of it. So I wasn't, you know, inclined to hurry up and jump into it. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll catch it sooner rather than later. I do like the cast. Uh, big fan of Elizabeth Olsen. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Charlotte Witch. So uh, I will check it out sooner. My uh, number nine here is one of my favorite. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm scared every time. You scared of my list? I'm scared of your list because I'm like, <laughs> what kind of shit is he gonna pull out? I, now? I thought there was an audio problem. You're just scared of what I'm gonna say. 
Number nine ended up being the end of what was surprisingly to me a great trilogy. It's War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. And I'll say if I had honorable mentions, Might this was there. probably my number 11. Really? So close. Yes. Close to the Very, 10. very close okay. to making my top 10. You know, I wasn't super excited about the James Franco movie. In fact, I think I might have even seen it on DVD. I think I skipped on the theater for the first one. And that was a really good tale. And what's cool about this trilogy, too, is they kind of stand on their own to an extent. I mean, there's an overlapping story, but they, they keep going kind of a different way with each movie. And I thought this was maybe, in a weird way, my least favorite of the trilogy. It's hard to say, but still just a really just well-done movie. Again, from beginning to end, you're in it all the way. Um, I remember kind of laughing a few years ago when people were like, give Andy Serkis an Oscar, but damn, the dude does deserve some sort of like honorable Oscar mm-hmm. for all the stuff he's done, um, especially in this trilogy now. And yeah, just again, I thought this was a befitting end to... I mean, not even an end, maybe. I mean, it could keep going. We could finally could. see the, the, the real transition now of, you know, someone coming to the to the earth and going, what the hell happened here? <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Like I said, this would, would have been probably my number 11. Um, big fan of this series. I think when you put these three movies together, it is one of the best trilogies of all time. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly. Andy Serkis, same thing. Just, I mean, uh, I think Caesar is one of the greatest characters of all time and he's yeah. a fucking monkey. It's a monkey. So it's crazy uh, to me. Um, I would agree with you. I think it's probably my least favorite of the yeah, three, weirdly. but that's not to knock this movie in any sort of the way. I know I gave it like four and a half out of five stars. Yeah. Um, and I think the only reason I didn't give it five was just because the movie was called War for the Planet of the Apes and it wasn't mm-hmm. quite much of a war. Uh, it was kind of a swerve by that title. I expected a full all-out war. And did not get it. Um, But yeah, that, you know, I was never a fan of the original Planet of the Eight movies. (laughs) I reluctantly was like, oh, this looks kind of cool when the James Franco one came out. Checked it out and absolutely loved it. Gave it five out of five. And the second one, awesome too as well. So I love this trilogy. And uh, yeah, this was a one of the greatest movies of the year for sure yeah I just rewatched the second one which is still really good and uh, it shows you like we both said we kind of agree that it's maybe the worst of the three in our opinion and it shows you how good of a trilogy it is that it's still in my top ten and almost <laughs> your top ten it shows you how good it is um, and number eight we might agree that this is a great movie I, I know we'll disagree though that this is the first great DC movie it's Wonder Woman coming in at number eight sigh <laughs> of uh, okay. I don't know sigh of what but uh yeah again um I don't. Hate I disagree that it's the first good DC movie. I said great. So, I said great. Oh, I disagree that it's the first great one because are you talking about from the DCEU? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, I disagree because the first movie out the gate of the DCEU is Man of Steel, which is an all-time classic. So, oh no, uh, yes. I can't agree. That's all, uh, man. All-time classic. But yes, Wonder Woman, I will say, is on my list, but I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, I'd be interested in seeing where it cracks. That, this again shows you, I think, of at least for the top ten or twenty yeah. of of a tight race. Because at one point in the year, this was probably my number two or <laughs> four, and it's kind of slid down a little bit uh, by the end of the year now. But again, it's a really enjoyable film, man. Um, is it okay? First of all, I'm going to be the one thousandth person to ask this, probably one millionth. Godot or Godot? You've heard both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I but, prefer Godot. <laughs> Godot but, does sound but I, real. But I, you know what, though? I was watching some uh, press stuff for Justice League, and they they said Godot every single time, and okay. it's not like she ever corrected them, mm-hmm. and I think that they would know Maybe uh, she doesn't on a even red know. carpet and stuff like that. Yeah, I was always under the impression it was Godot, and everybody that said Godot was wrong, <laughs> but it seems to be Godot is correct. So yeah, okay. Gal Godot. 
Uh, well, but I think I'll still continue to say Godot because it just sounds cooler. I'll just say I'll just say Gail <laughs> was great. Gail? <laughs> She's really great, super charming, and without giving away spoilers, I love the relationship between her and Chris Pine. And a lot of times that feels shoehorned in to comedies and even action movies where we gotta have a love interest. This felt genuine. Like you cared about the connection they had, and not even necessarily at first in a loving way, just in like a respectful you know, kind of way of these mm-hmm. two understanding and getting to rather to understanding each other. And, um, I mean, it suffers from a lot of the same thing as other movies with the villain. You're like, I mean, can, can do you really care about the villain in the end? No, but man, did I care about the journey to him and the characters surrounding it and this world they built. So, yeah, Wonder Woman number eight. Awesome. I'll talk a little bit more about that when I yeah. do one. But, yeah, great movie. And uh, we'll see where it falls on my side. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm interested to hear a little bit more about it later. <laughs> uh, number seven. It's um another remake. It's It. It's Stephen okay. King's It. Uh, another movie that I had high expectations for. I was like, all right, this is a movie. You hear a remake and you either go, why? Or you go, okay. And this was a movie that I went, okay. That can be updated. You know what I mean? Uh, I haven't read the book because it's four billion pages long, <laughs> but <laughs> I've heard good things. I heard it's really scary, and I, if you rewatch that old one, it's definitely an old 1990 TV movie to a large degree. It's pretty bad. So I enjoy this, and it's a wonderful, the best uh, group of kids, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's a great uh, group of uh, kid actors in this. Um, Pennywise is indeed scary. Uh, I thought it was good. I just enjoyed this. Another one, uh, like most of these movies, man, from beginning to end, this has you. You're not ready to leave the theater. You're ready for that sequel, you know, that's 10 years later or however many years later, 30 years. You're just, I'm ready for it, man, and I hope it's soon, and I'm sure it will be because it made a bajillion dollars, which I'm glad because it's one of those movies, too, that you kind of go, I want to see more movies like this. Uh, <laughs> I love a good horror movie. Yeah. You know, there's I see so many bad ones. It's great to see a good one. Plenty of bad ones. Um, I agree. Uh, it is on my top ten as well. Ah. So, uh, yeah, spoiler alert again. Um, so cool. I'm glad to see a couple connections there. Uh, shocking me already that this one made see? it. Um, so yeah, so, uh, I, I agree with everything you said on it. Um, uh, we will get that sequel in 2019. Um, get to see it played out with the adults, which is going to be very exciting. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but, um, yeah, great pick. Here's another one I know you will have, maybe higher. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. This is one we actually saw together. Father figures. No, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> not father figures. Oh no. Star Wars: Last Jedi, right, which we right. just saw. It one, is on my top ago. ten as well. I had no doubt. I had no <laughs> doubt this would crack yours. It cracked mine. Um, Force Awakens, man. I just had a smile from ear to ear, and this one, pretty much the same. Man, I I've been waiting to catch back up with these characters. Uh, Daisy Ridley. I felt like John Boyega was kind of given a side mission very much so, but still, even his side mission, whether you can say it was worthwhile or not, I had fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't say like I was bored, you know, with him and um, I forget the new character's Rose. name. Rose. There you go. You know, his little side mission with her and the stuff, you know, get to see Mark Hamill back as Luke for the first time since, you know, 1980, whatever. And, um, what are you talking about? We saw him for like five seconds. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. And, you know, I really enjoyed TV. Honorable mention for the disaster artist. That was awesome. Oh, no, did not make your top ten? Did not, oh. but, but honorable mention for sure. And it might be someday in my list. I sadly have not <laughs> seen that. Of course, there's a handful of films that maybe could have been in. I don't know. 
Um, I really enjoyed, too, the follow-up of Ridley and Driver's connection and the tease of, you know, turning, both of them kind of turning, you know what I mean? Both of them struggling with it still. I really enjoyed their connection in this movie, and yeah, just a fun movie again. Mm-hmm. I agree. It is, uh, I will say it's higher up on my list, um, but it is on my list, so another great pick. Let's, uh, let's, let's hear your 10 oh, through 6, man. This is yeah, your turn. We're already through 6. Alrighty, so my number 10, um, I tell you, man, watching this one here, it's another sequel, and when it came out, I wasn't even, I was excited, but I wasn't like, oh man, this is going to be the shit, or this is going to be <laughs> awesome. Like, I was excited, but my expectations, I think, were kind of middle of the road. Which was kind of weird because I love the first one so much. But I walked out of this thing with the biggest smile on my face. I think I watched this movie with a grin from ear to ear the entire two hours. And just really, really dug it. It worked. It clicked with me. So it makes my top ten. At number ten is Kingsman the Golden Circle. Um, I just love this damn movie, man. It was so much fun. If I had to wrap it up in a word, it's fun. We had the additional cast of Julianne Moore and Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges and uh, the dude that plays Pablo Escobar on Narcos. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just really great stuff all the way around. Um, I just thought this thing was action-packed. The way the music goes with it. I mean, there's a fight right in the beginning that, that's played out to Prince music that just <laughs> kills it. Um, I Like I said, man, I just remember watching this movie in the theater and just smiling from ear to ear, literally the entire time. Um, absolutely loved it. This one was very divisive, though. If you go back and you look at, like, reviews, some people absolutely hated it and said, like, oh, man, it's nothing like the first. And you know what? I, it's weird to me because we don't want movies to be duplicates of their original ones, you know? And then I feel like sometimes these filmmakers take a risk and they do something a little bit different, and then everybody bitches that it's, like, so off the path. You know, but if you would have just made a carbon copy of the first movie, then everybody would have said, oh, you just remade the fucking first movie. So, I love what he did with it. Screw the haters. <laughs> this was enough to, easily to make my top ten. Um, just got it on Blu-ray a couple weeks ago. Um, great, great movie. I love Kingsman the Golden Circle, so that's my number ten. It's a fun movie, man. I do agree. It's um, it's my honorable mention after my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> just barely, kind of out of my top 20. I did have fun. Um... It is being shipped in my house as we speak. <laughs> Got some Amazon gift cards, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I think it's also probably a rewatchable movie, like the first one as well. And yeah, man, you know, I, I do agree with you that I, I give props to you know the director and the writers for yeah, do something different, man. Because mm-hmm. you know it is true. You're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You true. don't want you don't want to do the Hangover trilogy where it's the same thing. Nope. Just take out this, insert this. So I do I do give it props, man, and uh, I think it's definitely a movie worth checking out. Easily. All right, my number nine is a movie you did mention already, so here's where one of mine falls. Coming in number nine for me is It. Um, So It cracks it in there. Exactly just kind of reiterating what you said. I mean, I was looking forward to this, but same thing. I was just like, oh, this should be really good. Expectations kind of middle of the road. Um, Just because... Most of the time, we do end up kind of being let down by these horror movies. You know, they never quite hit all the right notes. Um, This movie also was a troubled production. I mean, originally it was supposed to be made by Kerry Fukunaga, Mm. who did um, True Detective. 
and uh, he ended up dropping out, and then they had casted that um, uh, Will Polson, yeah. Will, yeah, the weird little kid from Where the, the Millers, Millers uh, was supposed to be Pennywise. And I could see that, by the way. I could, yeah, I was actually down for it, but um, but he ended up dropping out, and it was just there was so much movement that I was like, I don't know, man, I don't know how this is gonna play out, and then they got the director. Of Mama, and I actually really like Mama. I think that's a great uh, horror movie. Um, and I'll tell you, man, they killed it. They killed it. Uh, literally every single aspect works in this film, from the scares to Pennywise to the kids. The kids are incredible. Kids are the number one problem in a lot of movies because they're usually shitty actors and they just come <laughs> off annoying. But every kid in this thing was great. Um, you know, we had the kid from. Um, Stranger, Stranger Things, and then you know, then one of the kids just went off and did the Me Myself and I TV show. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's just a lot of good stuff. Um, it just everything, man. It had humor, it had heart, it had scares. It just really hit it on every single level for me. I so cannot wait for the sequel. I can't wait to see who they cast as the grown up versions of yes. these kids. That's a fun discussion. It's a great discussion. I know my. My campaign is still to get Jessica Chastain to be Bev. I'm down with that. Um, and she's even down with that. I, oh, you really? know, yeah, she came out a couple months ago on Twitter and stuff saying that she would totally be down to do it. There's a connection there. She worked with, she was on, she was in Mama. So she has oh, a yeah. direction. She's worked with that director. They have a relationship. That's gotta happen now. I think it's gotta happen. <laughs> so, you know, that was the one thing. When I walked out of that film, I said, you gotta get Jessica Chastain as Bev. It's all I could see in my head. And, uh, Hopefully it comes true. The rest of it is up to debate if they just go with more kind of unknown actors or if they do, you know, try to cast very big. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I'm looking so forward to it, chapter two. Absolutely, I agree. All right, coming in at number eight for me, this is actually one of your honorable mentions. Ah. So coming in at number eight for me is John Wick 2. Mm, I know you like that one a lot. Loved John Wick 2, man. This was my favorite movie of the year at the time when it came out uh unfortunately it came out all the way back in february i believe so you know there was a lot that's come out since but at the time i was like this is gonna be the movie to beat it was a five-star movie for me i'm a massive fan of the original john wick what they did with this what keanu reeves does with this the action the set pieces everything is so real and gritty i love it and john wick chapter two <clears throat> Took it, to me, to a whole nother level. This movie, I think, has one of the best opening sequences of any film ever. Uh, the whole sequence of him just trying to get his car back is mm. is just one of the greatest things ever. And we continue. It gets bigger. It gets better. Um, all the fights. Everything that it does. Even all the way it leaves you at the end where you're just like, Oh my God, I need to see number three right now. The way that it leaves off. Mm. I can't hype this movie enough. If you're a fan of John Wick, the first one, go see this one. It, to me, makes number one feel boring in a sense. <laughs> because two is so balls to the wall nonstop. Um, I love number one. I still do. But two, to me, is better than one. Um, I just think it flows better. It's faster. It just doesn't wait for anything. You know, you go back and watch one now. I thought that thing was nonstop. I'm like... There's a lot of holes here of just waiting for stuff to happen. Whereas in 2, you're not waiting for anything to happen. It just happens. So, yeah, John Wick, Chapter 2. Chapter 3 is coming here in a couple years. I'm so stoked. Probably next year it'll pop up. 
2019, I'm guessing. And um, I cannot wait to see where where they left us off in number two, where it takes us in number three. So, hell yeah. John Wick, number eight. Yeah, man, I, I, I gotta agree. You know, that first one, too, came out of nowhere to steal Randy mm-hmm. Owens' quote. I mean, I remember, like, the trailer kind of popped up, like, a month or two before. A month and I'm in like, advance. All right, whatever, John. You know, Keanu Reeves, all right, well, maybe. <laughs> and then hearing reviews, people being like, no, uh, see this, see this now. <laughs> and then watching that first one, and yeah, and this one, you know, a lot of hype. A lot of hype to live up to, because, like, again, you just have that kind of, at least for me, like, that scared feeling of, don't ruin the first one. Don't be that mm-hmm. crappy, unnecessary sequel. Right. And it's not. You know, like I said, honorable mentions, maybe my unofficial number 12, kind of, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, you know, do these lists because of stuff like this, because I want to say, talk about John Wick 2 myself. <laughs> but, yeah, again, just action-packed. And, yeah, that third one, man, the way it leaves off, I'm, I'm ready. I was like, I would, makes, makes you wish it was a TV show and you could just binge that next episode. That's but. what I'm saying, man. And there is TV show talk on this show, so we'll see what they, where that ends up taking us. But, uh, yeah, great movie, man. It just, it, the, the, the realism of it all is what gets me from the headshots to just, you know, when, when Keanu gets his ass kicked in this movie, mm-hmm. he's hurting the rest of the movie. He's limping. He's bleeding. Like, it ain't like John McClane. You know, in Die Hard 5, where he falls 10 stories and just gets up and walks away unscratched. You know, um, you you see the pain, you see the agony, mm-hmm. and you and you feel it, you know. And I love that they keep that realism going in. And that, that really helps that, you know, the director and the writers are stunt guys, so they know how to yeah, make the yeah. stuff work. And that's what you makes know. it work so well. And him and Common had some great stuff in that, too. Oh, yeah, the Common stuff was great, especially... When they're shooting the silencer guns at each other from the top level to the bottom level. And the people walking don't even realize that these gunshots are going off. <laughs> and they're just like, tink, tink, Yeah, some great dink. stuff with common in that. Alright, my number seven is another one you've already mentioned. You've already talked about. Coming in number seven for me, pretty close to where you had it, is Wonder Woman. So you, you had it seven, at eight, eight, right? Yeah, seven, so eight. So I have it at seven. Wonder Woman's great. Like, like I said, I've been a big fan of the DCEU. We've talked about this before on my show. He's a hater on it. I'm not a hater. <laughs> I just don't say great. You know, but uh, I love Man of Steel. I like Suicide Squad. I like Batman v Superman. So I've been a fan of this universe. And Wonder Woman, um, like we talked about, Gal. Gal what? Gadot. <laughs> um... Once again, how can you not fall in love with her? I mean, she is just... Um, she was amazing in Batman v Superman. For a lot of people, she was the highlight of the movie. And um, in, in the little nugget that she's in it. Um, in the solo movie, she just melts your heart. And you're just like... You follow her story. And you feel for her. And you feel for her relationship with Chris Pine, like you said. And just everything, man. Um, how it all comes together. Her... How naive she is and just just the action's great and when she fully embraces becoming Wonder Woman, it's just so incredible. Um, I was really blown away by this film. You know, my daughter loves this film. We've watched it a bunch of times and um, it's great to have, you know, that female role model out there that these girls can attach to now. You know, DC beat Marvel to the punch with the solo, you know, female, you know, superhero and Wonder Woman is the way to go, you know, so, you know, we've, you've already talked about it, all I can add to it is that it is a fantastic movie, um, really from start to finish, yes, the end villain gets a little bit more uh, typical superhero-y, but um, it's still a great fight, 
it's still pretty mm-hmm. cool when she fully realizes her powers and um it's really just a magnificent film um that hits on all levels so wonder woman for me right there in number seven sounds good to me and coming in number six i believe this was another honorable mention for you but it hits my number six and that's guardians of the galaxy volume two this was the kickoff movie to the summer you know this was the first big may release that started the summer movie season and i love it man you know, this is another divisive one that some people were like, oh, it's too funny. It's too, you know, going for the jokes and it's too this and that. You know what? It's what made the first Guardians of the Galaxy so great. They just turned it up another notch. And um, and this goes back to like what we were talking about with Kingsman. You know, everybody says it w- they, they did too much new shit in the second one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I love that. I don't want the same first movie all over again. The first movie is awesome. It is probably the better overall film, but it was an origin story. It was bringing the team together. It was bonding that friendship. You know, people forget Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in the timeline really only takes place like six months after the first movie. So it's not years later. They're still trying to figure each other out. They're still trying to be a team. You got Baby Groot, who is incredible. <laughs> you know, now, you know. Groot took care of Rocket in the first movie. Now we got Rocket taking care of baby Groot. And just, you know, we get all this different thing. Kurt Russell coming in as Ego. We get introduced to Mantis, who's great. Uh, Yondu has an even bigger role in this one. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, just great, great stuff, man. This movie's so funny. Dave Batista kills it as Drax. Um, everybody hits on all levels. This is one of those great ensemble films that every character is awesome. Like, nobody bugs me in these films. It's a fun ride. The action's there. Once again, the heart is there. You know, when that family dynamic is there between them all. And it's funny as all hell. And um, I absolutely love this film. I think I saw it two or three times when it came out. Marvel never really disappoints. And uh, they came out the gate hot with this one. So it makes number six for me. Yeah, buddy, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, too. Like I said, just like John Wick 2, those last few in my list, so hard to order, you know, because movies are obviously so different. It's hard to say this wasn't as good as Ingrid Goes West, obviously, in a completely <laughs> different way. I know, I guess say Ingrid Goes West is better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Because you, 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 you can, but I kind of want to, you know, I like a diverse list, mm-hmm. and, and I really, I enjoy them equally, obviously, in a different way. But yeah, Guardians, it's a lot of fun, man. Uh... I do kind of agree with your first point about what other people say. I do think, to me, some of that humor did fall flat, though. Well, I was in a big me. theater, and not a lot of it, a lot of, maybe not a lot of it, but some of it didn't get over, uh, and I kind of found myself kind of, all right, waiting disagree. for the next scene. But there are some great set pieces. You mentioned Yondu. They're com- continuing to build this universe. You know, you got the cameo from Sly Stallone, and, you know, I did enjoy it a lot. Like I said, very... Very close to, to getting in that list, and part of me wishes I did have it because I was so looking forward to seeing these this group back together, and I'm looking forward to the next time we see this group back together. It's gonna am be I, great. We, uh, am I going back now? Yep, we'll flip it back to you. That's All my right. ten through six, and here we go back to Jordan for the top five. Top five of 2017 for me. Number five. This was a movie. I, <laughs> I was a little scared about because it's not superhero fatigue, but I was having Spider-Man fatigue. Number five is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I don't blame Andrew Garfield (laughs) for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, which I wasn't a huge fan of. I'm sad he didn't get his trilogy finished. You weren't a fan of either of them? 
Uh, not largely. Not compared. Like I wouldn't say either one of them made my top ten of the year. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they, you know, they were kind of flawed. And there's a reason we didn't get a third one. I think there's an easy reason why, they, despite even making money, there was no third Garfield movie. And so I was just kind of like, let's put it to the side, people. Let's give Spider-Man a rest. There's plenty of other, you know, superheroes out there, but Spider-Man makes money, so they got this Tom Holland kid. And I was like, oh yeah, he's in that. That beach movie with Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. <laughs> but he's awesome in this, man. If you saw even, like, just interviews and him at, like, award shows coming up to this, this kid's really charming. Uh, maybe easily, obviously, the youngest Spider-Man we've had. We actually truly have a teenager Spider-Man. It's not a 30-year-old going to high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the stuff with him and Michael Keane, oh, man, there's some great tense moments. And sometimes not even them in... You know, like their suits as, yeah. as their characters. Like there's like a tense moment in the car, which is one of the most yep. tense moments in the movie. And it's literally Michael Keane driving them to like prom or whatever, yeah. or homecoming. It's a homecoming. great scene. <laughs> it's a great scene, man, and it works. And this movie again, just so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And now I'm going from Spider-Man fatigue to give me some more Spider-Man. You know, we got that little uh, glimpse in Civil War, mm-hmm. which was that first glimpse of like, all right, this, this seems fun. Let's see what more you got. You even got an alternate version. You got an alternate version of <laughs> alternate angles in this movie from that yeah, Civil War scene, yeah. which was fun. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. pops up here as like a supporting character, hitting on Aunt May, which is always fun. <laughs> so, Hot Aunt May. Hot Aunt May. Anything about Spider-Man? Yeah, oh yeah. Spider-Man is in my top five as well. Okay. So... We'll talk about that a little bit more here, but yeah, awesome, awesome movie. Number four, this is one I do question. Um, I think you liked it. it. Might not be in your top ten though. Baby Driver. Uh, not in my top. Oh. Ten. No, no. I was actually disappointed in this film. Oh so, no! Get, yeah, get out of town. No, you know, <laughs> it uh, started off good, got slow as shit in the middle, and I did not like that. But Story then, building, my friend. But then picked up again at the end. Um, yeah, I know everybody seems to love this film. I know I'm one of the minorities of it. But hey, you know, I watched it with my wife and she didn't care for it either. So, um, it's not just me. <laughs> but uh, no, you can over, say that for but, but overall, it was it was good. I mean, I just, I wouldn't ever put it top ten material. Oh, top five material for me. Number four, Baby Driver. Man, I love, love, <laughs> did I say I love Edgar Wright? Because I love Edgar Wright, man. I, sure did. I, I really... And I liked Ant-Man, but man, I wanted to see Andrew Wright's Ant-Man. I really yeah. did. I want to see he him. He probably would have fucked it up. You say that, <laughs> but man, I'm telling you, man, give him a superhero movie. Because guess what? Uh, 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 okay, I'm going to spoil it. Number three is Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi, was he someone that I think a lot of people were like, yeah, give him a superhero franchise. No, but how awesome was Thor? And that's why I think Edgar Wright would be a great fit for that. Going back to Baby Driver real quick, though. Just an interesting and a different movie, man. Um, I'm going to talk about another movie here pretty soon. I'm trying to spoil my list. That I think he's just different. I'm going to hold on. But I'm okay. saying I love something different. Like An Anger Goes West is why that's my number 10. Because these are movies that there's, it's a unique spin. The soundtrack, obviously, if you see the trailer, you know what this is about. It has a wonderful soundtrack. It plays into the movie. This thing is shot so with such a speed. And, uh, you know, like if you've seen Hot Fuzz... Or, you know, mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. You can tell it's an Edgar Wright film, and that's a great thing. And again, just a wonderful... Is it, though? It is. Is it? And it's, <laughs> it's a movie that also, too, now... Man, Kevin Spacey's great in it. I'm sorry, yeah, but... <laughs> we, don't, we don't mention that name. I know. I'm going to have to beep this out afterwards. <laughs> Kevin, boop, is really great in this movie. It makes you sad, because, man, that, that guy's awesome in this. As well as, of course, you the know... The best part of this movie is the Michael Myers mask. 
Because <laughs> that scene does crack me up very well. That they were told to buy Halloween mask. Yeah. And they bought Mike Myers Austin Powers mask instead of actual <laughs> Mike Myers. That shit's hilarious. And then there's very a few good. really funny moments in this as well as some dramatic moments. And again, Baby Driver number four. Number uh, anything else about Baby Driver? Uh, yeah, my biggest memory of it is just about 15 minutes into the movie and my wife saying. This dude, baby, is such a douche. <laughs> and I said, yeah. Because he was fucking douchey as fuck. Um, Ansel Elgort, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty lame. Just the way he was kind of just being all arrogant and walking around town, listening to stupid music, and kind of being like, yeah, 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 to everybody. Was, you didn't have fun with that? It was, See, no, you had the it opposite was, reaction. It was cheesy as shit. It, it uh. just didn't make sense. There's several moments in this film, I don't want to get into spoilers, but there's several moments that don't, really flow with the whole point of like they set up rules at one point but then totally disregard them later in the movie and like Kevin Spacey says one thing and then two scenes later is like oh I'm gonna go ahead and go the opposite direction even though I just totally was a dick about it two scenes before um just kind of does a lot of contradiction on itself and and that kind of bugged me a lot um but like I said I don't want to spoil it for anybody but uh like I said overall it was a it was a good movie I am I would definitely not be on my worst list of the year but um I hope yeah, not. definitely not a, a top movie either though oh man oh, I can't believe you made your top five but top five man yeah. and then sometimes it's been higher sometimes it's been lower okay lower. I'm gonna guess your number three is Thor Ragnarok <laughs> how did you dude you know me well Taika Waititi <laughs> Taika Waititi and Thor Ragnarok and again this is a movie man I like the first two Thors. They're mm-hmm. fun, but I don't think in any way are they the best superhero movie or the movies or the best Marvel movies out there. But I started getting excited about this when I finally just saw What We Do in the Shadows maybe a year ago or so. And like that movie with a small budget is directed greatly, and the way they hide the special effects is just fantastic. And it's also a really funny film as well. Yeah. If you have to check that out, check that one out. And this movie, I mentioned it with Force Awakens, man. I don't think I stopped smiling or laughing almost from the beginning to the end. You're you're probably laugh more at this movie in the first five minutes than you will at half the comedies that came out this year. This thing is super funny. It is freaking beautiful. It is just it's a dazzling. Again, if you haven't seen it, at least watch the trailer. <laughs> and for some reason, you're not into this, um, you know. And this this further proves, man. I mean, like people keep talking about superhero fatigue, but. Man, if you keep making them like this and Spider-Man and Wonder Woman... I want to know these people that are complaining about superhero fatigue because I haven't met anybody yet and the box <laughs> office does not show any sort of box office I, fatigue. So I, I, get I think the, this is just something people like to say, <laughs> but there's no such thing. I get the idea because there is so many now in a year. Like, it's only going to get more. And I know, and, and I think at some point it might happen. They're the only finally, guaranteed like, hits for the most part. It's finally becoming a retread, but so far, man, like they're finding different ways mm-hmm. of... Just making these things fun, and this is kind of a different throw than we've seen. Like I said, it's very funny. Um, you get all the characters you've seen from the past. Hulk's in this, that great scene. <laughs> it's a friend from work and everything. Just It's so much fun, man. Uh, Rice Darby, the character he voices, is fantastic. So I enjoyed it a lot. And about Thor, you're going to talk about it later? Tell me you're talking about Thor later. I maybe I don't want to spoil it. So. All right. I, I hope I hope we hear a little maybe bit more. Maybe we'll Thor. talk about Thor. God, I love this movie. And again, this was the, the top movie. three. I'll take Baby Driver out, but I'm not not the discussion. But I'll leave that at a solid four. This top three, I could I could flip flop yeah, on yeah. you. It's hard. Number two. Now I hinted at it before, just about being something different. Can you guess? Can you guess? Something different. Uh, El Camino Christmas. El Camino Christmas. <laughs> Tim Allen. 
and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. No, uh, Netflix original. Netflix original. And there's a couple of good flavors. Anyway, number two is Get Out, oh, movie wow, from okay. January, man. Directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. I was excited because I love me Key and Peele, mm-hmm. and I was excited. I was like, all right. And if you listen to him in interviews, this dude's got a smart vision about himself. I liked Keanu as well, which they uh, co-wrote together, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking forward to this from the get-go. I was like, all right, he's doing it. He's on it in it. He's just focusing on directing and writing it. And it's got an interesting you know, trailer, interesting script, all right. And this movie, again, keeps you interested. I love it. Some great twists. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in, in a fantastic breakout performance from one of my favorite character actors, Bradley Whitford, is great in this. Catherine Keener is, is always good. You got comedy from uh, Ro Howery, mm-hmm. Howery, however you want to pronounce that. Again, this is just a really fun, unique movie. I almost don't want to get into it because if for some reason you haven't seen this, it's literally <laughs> a year later and I'm still thinking and talking about this movie, right. which also I think gives it a lot of credit because... You know, in January, I do hope we get some Oscar love too, man. I think this could easily get like a screenplay nomination. If well, they it remember. was nominated for best comedy at the Golden Globes, so uh, we'll see how. And it's it, funny it, it points, but I don't know about comedy or being nominated for best comedy. <laughs> but yeah, The Martian and whatever. But yeah, The Martian was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny though. I do argue that The Martian made me laugh no, a lot. Okay, stop. The Martian was not a comedy. Let's not get into this. No, you're right. I'm just saying The Martian <laughs> did make me laugh a lot. Number one, baby. Well, let me say, I mean, about Get Out. Oh, Get Out, uh, let's talk about that. Get Out is not on my list, but um, it would be an honorable mention. Uh, I was floored by this movie. Yes. Really, really loved all the twists and the turns. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is awesome. Um, I had only known him from the Black Mirror episode. I know him at all. On. Yeah, and which his Black Mirror episode's great. Um, he's going to be in Black Panther yep, in yep. a couple months, so uh, glad to see his star rising. Big fan of Key and Peele. Uh, obviously, Peel. When I first heard he was directing a horror movie, I was like, "Really?" Like it mm-hmm. seemed weird to me. Yeah. But he killed it. He pulled it off, and now he's one of the most sought after directors on the market. Um, so, congrats to him. Awesome, awesome movie. Um, it'd be hilarious in its own right for, to see it win for best comedy <laughs> at the Golden <laughs> Globes. But you know, glad to see that they were just trying to fit it in somewhere yes. to give it a nomination. So. Um, well deserved, and uh, yeah, Get Out is definitely one of the best movies of the year. And I concur. You ready for number one? All right. You ready? Oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, number one for Jordan Pierce Owens is Logan. Ooh. Oh man, Logan boy, did I have some expectations for this, and they were met in I'd say just about every single way. Ever since I was a kid, bro. <laughs> Loved me some X-Men, and of course, number one for me, since day one, before there was any movies, before I ever knew who the heck of Hugh Jackman was, was Wolverine. I loved Wolverine, and we got it in the year 2000. I was only 10. I loved that first movie. I think the second movie is one of the best super movies out there. United, I loved that one, and Hugh Jackman just stole our hearts. It's Wolverine. But unfortunately, we got X-Men Origins Wolverine first. His first spin-off movie. Uh, it killed the Origins thing. I believe there's supposed to be a Magneto movie and yeah. more coming. And there was no more origin stories. <laughs> but, well, they worked that Magneto Origins into X-Men First Class. Which was also fantastic. And a great cameo by Hugh Jackman. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but then we got that sequel and the one in Japan. And it's a pretty good movie. And uh, then we had this one coming out. And people were saying it's the last one. It's kind of based on that comic arc, Old Man Logan. And it's, it's, again, something different. Again, like I was mentioning before with Thor Ragnarok. 
and uh, Wonder Woman. This goes in a different way. This is R-rated. The um, you know, besides like a Blade or like a Deadpool, which is more of a raunchy comedy to an extent. This one is probably the most serious X-Men movie mm-hmm. we've had. All the X-Men are dead, basically, <laughs> except for him and like Professor X, who a great performance by Patrick Stewart is also fantastic in this. And I, I just enjoy this, man. The little relationship between him and uh, the little girl, played by, I believe I have written down here, Daphne, Daphne Keene. Keen. Yes, right. Daphne Keene. Again, like we're mentioning with the uh, the It actors. Mm-hmm. Great performance by a child here. Something... And she doesn't even talk for an hour and a yeah. half in the movie. <laughs> so. uh, something that could be a make or break kind of thing in this movie if that kid sucked, but she mm-hmm. doesn't. And it just, it just adds to it, man. And you are just with Logan, wishing him the best in this dire of straits. And I'm a great uh, side performance by one of my favorite comedic actors, Stephen Merchant. Yeah. It's also really good in this. But at first I was like, that's Stephen Merchant? <laughs> and just, I just loved it, man. I had high expectations for this because I wanted this to go out with a bang. You know, this is Hugh Jackman's last movie. I wanted him to get yeah. that great performance. Um, and, he, and he deserves all the accolades, man. I don't... Good luck. Good, good luck to the next guy that gets to play Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Big shoes to fill, buddy. Massive shoes to fill. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> Logan is fantastic. I think we might be hearing about this we, one again. We better be. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, just an amazing movie, and uh, hopefully he will get some Oscar love here. That'd uh, be cool. That we'll find out soon. I know. It's, Don't you it's, think he deserves it? I think he deserves it. I think Patrick Stewart could deserve it. Yes. Um, I think the movie itself deserves it. Um, it won't happen though. Sadly, I don't think so. I think something of Logan will be nominated, whether it's for you, whether it's for just overall best movie. Um, I do have a good feeling that they're going to remember this one when it comes down to it. I hope so. Too That'd many cool. people have it on the top on their top five, and uh, for it to not hit, so we'll see. We will see. But we'll get back to Logan in a second. <clears throat> All right, so good top ten there. We were actually closer on a lot of stuff than I thought we'd be. Um, Brings me back. My number five. five is something that you did not mention, and I'm very sad. Oh. But um, but uh, this is a movie that I've waited for my whole life. And <laughs> I, you know, we've mentioned a little bit about this universe um, earlier tonight um, of how everything has come together. And uh, there was even a theme song called Come Together. Um, you know, this movie... Once again, divisive <laughs> on accounts, um, but for the most part, um, you know, more so critics compared to fans. Um, I think they were also troubled with a lot of things, and they did what they could. Um, in the end, though, I had a blast with this film. I thought it was a ton of fun. I saw it multiple times. Can't wait to buy it when it comes out. And I am talking about Justice League. So Justice League makes my top five. Um, I will say right now, it saddens me that it's not number one. Um, because yes. this easily should be my number one. This was, if you go back and listen to our Am I Still on the Air most anticipated films of the year podcast, which came out like last January, mm-hmm. um, Justice League was my number one most anticipated film of the year. Yes, even more than Star Wars. Like I said, I've been waiting my whole life for this. We have the Avengers. I've always been more of a DC guy. As much as I love Marvel, it was always about Superman, Batman, and the whole gang. So I've been waiting for this. I know a lot of people were kind of thrown off by Batman v Superman, stuff like that. I loved it, and I was waiting for the next chapter. Um, 
And like I said, you know, it was troubled with a lot of things. You know, Zack Snyder, unfortunately, had a family tragedy and had to drop out. And Joss Whedon stepped in. And some people call this movie kind of almost like a Frankenstein cut. You know, because you have two different director visions coming in with two totally different goals um, trying to make it work. And I think they were very successful for the most part. Um, Like I said, for me, the biggest thing is fun. When the team is together, it works. It works on all levels. Um, Where I think they fucked up was they hid Superman the entire time. From all the marketing, he wasn't on any posters. They tried to act like he wasn't in this movie. And it was just kind of silly because any of us that knew anything knew he was going to be in this movie. (laughs) Um, I think it was a missed opportunity. I think they could have done more from a marketing standpoint with adding Superman to the mix. Um, I would love to see a director's cut someday. I would love to see Zack Snyder come back and say... This was my vision for the film and see how much is different. I would love to see some kind of extended cut. Because if you go back and you watch all the trailers, there's a ton of scenes in all the trailers that are not in this movie. And I'm like, where's that scene at? Where's that scene at? Where the hell's that at? Um, Lots of cool stuff, too. Um, You know, the uh, Kevin Sujihara, the guy that runs Warner Brothers, mandated that this movie be two hours in runtime, mm. which I think for me hurt it. Um, it works on one hand because the pacing is very quick and it just kind of goes, 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 and it's over. Um, but to me, I think that's where a lot of those deleted scenes went because we really got no flushed out backstory for Flash, for Cyborg, you know, for Aquaman. There's a ton of background to those guys. Being that it's their first <laughs> movie appearance of all of them. You know, we were teased in Batman v Superman. They didn't have solo movies before to set them up. So they needed more kind of background. And it's just kind of glossed over and they're just introduced and you just go with it. Um, like I said, they did what they could with it. To me, once again, the countdown comes from my feeling. And even though there's issues and even though things could have been better... And I wish that I could see what the original cut was. I still walked out very, very happy. I still thought it was a fun film. Um, even my wife, who has not enjoyed really any of the DC movies because they've been too dark for her, besides Wonder Woman, uh, came out saying she loved Justice League. And um, I actually heard her recommended to a friend. And um, she actually loved it more than Thor Ragnarok and some of these other movies. Oh. So I was like, damn, okay, cool. So they got through to people with this movie that weren't fans of the earlier portions. Um, Like I said, this is one of those divisive ones that when you go to Rotten Tomatoes, critic-wise, this movie's like 42%. Fan-wise, this movie's like 84%. It is a massive swing on the fan side um, that people aren't paying attention to. So... If you were somebody that was interested but maybe shunned away because of just past DC stuff, give it a chance. I think you'll have fun with it. It is a lighter-hearted movie. There is a lot of humor to it. The action's great, and you get to have some really cool stuff. Uh, The biggest downfall for this film is the typical CGI villain kind of thing that we've talked about before. Um, That's the biggest hole for me. But overall, like I said, when the team is together, it's something definitely to see. So... 
Justice League coming at number five for me. I enjoyed it as well, <clears> man. Um, again, top twenty for me. <laughs> and that shows, like you said, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised before seeing this movie if this had been your number one of the year because I know how much you wanted to see this. Like you said, ever since you were a kid, and even I, I would say I'm a Marvel guy, but I definitely think Justice League is a big t- A team. When I think of you know the group ups more than Avengers, that just kind of came more later on in life. Oh, Avengers! But I had a lot of fun with this. You, you know, yeah, you mentioned the villain. I think he literally says something generic like "I just want to take over and see it burn." Mm-hmm. Like he literally is the super generic, watch stuff get destructed kind of guy. But this is a lot of fun. It even makes me question critics where it's like, yeah, this is not the greatest, tightest film. But come on, man! Like, what more do you want from Justice League teaming up? Some laughs. Some cool fights. Why is this not a positive review? You know, even if it's a, even if it's like a B minus C plus for you, how do you not end up giving this like a D or an F? That's what I don't understand, to be honest. Because before, you know, Rotten Tomatoes actually held back um, their rating until the day the movie came out. Yeah, which is weird at the time, right? Which was weird because there was no embargo anymore. So yeah. critics had already put out the reviews. I literally watched. And read probably a combined 50 reviews on this movie. And never once came across one review that said this movie sucks. Or don't go see it. Mm. Anything. Yes, several of them said it has its flaws. Right. But overall, I had a good time. This was a step in the right direction for DC. Go see it. So I'm like, it's going to do great on Rotten Tomatoes. And then when I saw it hit a 40%, I'm like... How? I still don't understand how every fucking reviewer I read dug the movie. At least in an upswing in Rotten Tomatoes, you have to fucking just give it a 60% or higher. I don't, like I said, I didn't read anybody that was like, thumbs down, don't go see it. Mm. You know, even the harshest of the harsh, like Christian Harloff, <laughs> all those guys even dug it and said, go see it. Like, so, I'm like... I like the schmoes. Hey, but they're harsh sometimes, <laughs> especially Christian, you know? Um, it's very rare that he's just, like, straight out the gate, like, go see something. And they were on board with Justice League. Mark loved it. Christian was like, yeah, it was really good. Go see it. I felt like that was the consistent tone. So, I'm just never understood where the 41% came from because I didn't get that vibe from everything I was reading, but... All right, let's move along. Number four for me, and this was a tricky one, because like you said, when you get up this high, this is where it starts yeah. to kind of be. I could roll the dice and probably flippy-floppy this around Captain very Underpants. easily. Yes. No, it was nut, uh, Nutty by Nature too. <laughs> the nut job, <laughs> Nutty by Nature. Um, no, but this one, I struggled a lot with where to place this one. And like I said, for me in the end... It came down to my enjoyment level in the theater, my rewatchable factor, all that kind of stuff kind of plays in, right? So for me, even though probably technically it should be number one, I put it at number four, and that is Logan. So Logan falls at number four for me. I'm out. Um, like I said, if I was to, you know, if I was, it is. Probably the best movie on this top ten if we went straight by everything that goes with it. But Logan is a very heavy movie. It's very heavy. It's emotional. It's emotionally draining at times. You know? 
I have a little girl, and when that little girl looks at him at the end and says, Daddy, I fucking lost it. <laughs> and I can't, <laughs> I can't handle this shit. Um, you know, I do love it. I have it on Blu-ray. I've watched it several times, but it's a heavy-ass movie. You're not really having fun. <laughs> You're enjoying the ride. Like you said, Hugh Jackman has given his all for 17 years as Logan. Um, through all the ups and the downs, he has always brought it. In every movie, in every cameo, in everything mm-hmm. he's done, he's been that one constant in an X-Men universe that sometimes forgets its own continuity. Um, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but, um, but Logan's always been that constant. Like you said... Whoever fills his shoes is going to have a hard time, um, which we'll see a new one, I'm sure, in the MCU now that they bought over and took over Fox. But um, Logan's an incredible film, and I do hope that he gets award nominations. I think it could be nominated for Best Film. I think he could be nominated for Best Actor. I think Patrick Stewart could be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. There's lots of great stuff in here. Um just an outstanding film I was blown away when I saw it I was blown away by what Hugh Jackman did in this film the emotion um, like I said Daphne Kane, just what she brought to X-23 everything works in this movie there's some incredible stuff in it and uh, yeah it just if it wasn't so goddamn heavy it would be up there higher because for me it really comes down to just that enjoyable factor I like uh, the heavy ugh, you know but um yeah, this 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 is one that I have to really be in the mood for to be like, let's pop in and watch Logan. It's not for a good time. I do see what you mean. Even when I rewatched it, I was like, I need a certain mood. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, my wife missed it when it came out in the theater, and I was so about. And once I bought it on Blu-ray, we gotta watch this. We gotta watch this. And she was like, Yeah, this is really heavy. <laughs> it was hard for her to digest. I mean, because it wasn't your typical X-Men film and stuff. So, uh, but they, they really did knock it out the park. James Mangold, shout out to him for his directing. Um, just really killed it here. Like Alright. Number three. And this is the newest movie on the list. You've already mentioned it on yours. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Comes in at number three for me. We just saw this like a week ago. And I can't wait to go see it again. I hope to go see it again this weekend. Um, I want to take my daughter to go see it I just I'm so excited this movie like you said Force Awakens came out put a smile on our faces it took us back this continued the journey and what I loved about Last Jedi was there was no setup there was no getting to know these new characters Mm -hmm. there was no wasting time to develop all these new characters it was just boom we're on the way Poe comes in we just start going Right from the get-go. Um, Gotta love Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is great. There's so many cool stories in this thing. The way it takes you on all the characters. Watching Daisy Ridley's character, Ray continue to grow. Mark Hamill reprising as Luke. Just incredible. I don't want to ro- spoil anything at all. Because it is so new, too. And it's still the number one movie in America. So, I don't want to ruin anything. But the movie's just fantastic. This is another one that's divisive. How... Justice League was this movie's the flip side. Critics ninety one percent, fans fifty percent. So I haven't even looked at that yet. Really. It is a massive switch huh. on this one here, where fan critics love it, but the fans are very fifty fifty on it. Um, 
Which is crazy because Like you said I had a smile on my face From the second this thing started To the very end And um, I just absolutely love this film So I cannot wait to see it again Star Wars did it It makes me once again super excited to see episode 9 Yes Where do we take it? Let's roll baby uh, JJ's back too right? JJ is back Interesting Alright we're getting into the nitty gritty Number 2 Girls trip <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I do want to see it. I've it's, heard very it's, good it's, things. It's fun. It's fun. I've heard very good things. That was a movie that when the trailer came out, I said, no, thank you. Uh, right? I don't ever want to see this shit. And then literally, like, every dude on YouTube was like, this movie's hilarious. And I'm like, damn, maybe I do need to see it. Every time that trailer came out, me and my friend, they go to movies with almost all the time. I just looked at it and I was like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Know, not but... finally. I was like, I guess I'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I digress. <laughs> Number two. And... I thought this was going to be my number one for a long time. And then it fell. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So Spider-Man Homecoming at number two. I never had Spider-Man fatigue like some people (laughs) did. And a lot of people did. I mean, you you can tell even with the box office of this one. Because it started off good, Mm. but not like, oh my god, outstanding. But it had legs and it continued week after week after week. Word of mouth, excellent reviews from both critics and fans. You know, like you said, a couple years ago, we get Civil War. We find out about this awesome deal that Disney and Marvel has made with Sony where they can use Spider-Man if they want, bring him into the MCU. So we get introduced to Tom Holland. Now, going back real quick to um, Andrew Garfield, I really like the original Amazing Spider-Man with him. Um, his kickoff movie was great. Number two, not so much. <laughs> but uh, I really, really dig that first one. Um, I understood why they recast it. Obviously, there was now that it was being in the MCU, they needed to do something different. Um, they didn't want to confuse people that it was, you know, that, oh, did the Andrew Garfield ones take place in this universe? You know, yes or no. Um, so it's just always good for them to just start over fresh, which is... You know, why I totally believe that when they start doing X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that stuff, it's going to be brand new teams all the way across the board. <clears throat> so we get Andrew Gar- or we get Tom Holland now, um, who makes his why. debut in um, Civil War and was just fantastic in Civil War. Couldn't wait for Homecoming, and Homecoming just knocked it out the park. Talk about fun. This movie is fun from beginning to end. It's got amazing action. It does have great heart. And it's got humor like crazy because it's Spider-Man, dude. We love Spider-Man. He does some great stuff. After watching this movie, I easily could say Spider-Man Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie we've ever had. I think Tom Holland is the greatest Spider-Man we've ever had. Um, He just nails both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And we do actually have a kid that's in high school that could play in high school for many more years to come, which is great. Um, so I can't wait to see where they take this franchise going forward. Seeing him pop up in the Infinity War trailer was great. Knowing that he's going to be in you know these future Marvel movies, um, plus his own you know sequels, just killed it. This movie's so great. Michael Keaton, I gotta give a shout out to him. One of the biggest things that criti- you know the criticisms that people give Marvel movies is oh the villains suck. They have a hard time with villains. Mm-hmm. Vulture was badass. Michael Keaton killed it. You mentioned that car scene. That car yeah. scene gets me every time. It is a literal conversation in the car 
that has me tied up in knots and there's no fighting there's no suits it's just a conversation and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god over the scene he's so awesome and he sells you on his mannerisms his eye movements just different things like that that you're just like wow you know and you ever think he'd say the sentence the vulture was awesome too no did not care about the character i hate the fucking vulture (laughs) but michael keaton made it work he was pretty badass I love, love, love this movie. So, yeah, and Robert Downey Jr.'s in here. Iron Man's in here. I love when they bring in other characters. We Happy get, Hogan's funny. Happy Hogan's great. It's always great to see John Favreau come back. Um, awesome stuff there. They sold the Avengers Tower. I'm thinking the Fantastic Four family is going to buy that bitch. Just saying. <laughs> that's my that's All my right. thought. It's going to become the new Fantastic Chris Four. Chris Evans is Johnny Storm. Let's keep it. Okay, <clears throat> so there we go. Now we got number one. <sighs> the Mummy, Dark Tower, Baywatch. <laughs> Baywatch, honorable mention. <laughs> Shout out to The Rock. Snatched. I, you know, I'll give another honorable mention to Jumanji, because we just saw that too, That's and right. I loved Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle, The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, they just killed it in this movie. So funny, go check that one out if you Great haven't seen it. Great family flick. Great family flick. Good, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> definitely not Dark Tower. Fuck that movie. That would be on my worst list if I had one. <laughs> Along with Father Figures um, and Geostorm. <laughs> Geostorm. Never even, never even know. <laughs> um, Alright, number one. No beat around the bush. You've obviously probably figured out there's a movie missing here that we've talked about earlier tonight. For me, the number one movie is easily... Thor Ragnarok. Nice. This movie floored me. I am a fan of the other two Thor movies, but they're not like in my top. You know, yeah, like I agree. Like I think Chris Hemsworth is amazing as Thor, but I knew they were doing something different with this one. Taika Waititi coming in, being this comedy director, giving another twist on it, keeping it mainly in space, kind of giving it more of that Guardians of the Galaxy feel. Um, you know, having Hulk come into it. Bringing in the Planet Hulk storyline from, you know, since they're not doing any more solo Hulk movies, they said, hey, we'll take this big Hulk storyline and we'll tie it in with Ragnarok and we're going to make it funny. And they nailed it on so many levels because Chris Hemsworth is so awesome in this movie. He is just funny from the opening scene to the end of the movie. You know, he gets his haircut, he loses his hammer. Kate Blanchett. We're yes. talking about great villains. She was so awesome as Hela. We of course got Tom Hiddleston back as Loki. You got Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. <laughs> There's so much good shit in here. Carl Urban finally makes an appearance in a oh, Marvel yeah. movie. Even though, you know, um, I want more for Carl. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had him in here as Scourge. Um, Taika Waititi uh, playing Korg. Korg was one of my favorite characters in the entire movie. It was so fucking funny. Um, you know, uh, there's so much in this film. And then, of course, you have Led Zeppelin. <laughs> the greatest song to play during a fight in a comic book movie, hands down. And we get it not only once, but twice in this motherfucker. And it <laughs> is so badass both times it happens. Because you're not expecting it. And when it happens, you're like, oh, yeah. We come from the land of the ice and snow. It's so good. It just gets you revved up. You're ready to rock. 
Mark Ruffalo's incredible as the Hulk. Here we get to hear Hulk talk. He's a big baby in this movie, and it's <laughs> so good to see kind of the dynamic between them. This movie hits it on every single level. And when I talk about how I rank these movies on my experience coming out of a film, dude, I walked out of this wanting to go right back in and watching it again. I had that grin from beginning to end. I laughed my ass off till it hurt. I went back literally within, I think I saw it at like 10 o'clock at night on a Friday and went back again at like 10 o'clock in the morning the very next day and saw it again with my daughter. And then saw it a third time with my wife And my daughter saw it again a second time That's the first movie she's seen twice in the theater And said I want to see it again Um It's so good It's so much fun Um It just I can't speak highly enough for it If it was playing in the theater right now I'd want to go see it again Uh, I wanted to see it again this week with you (laughs) I saw it three times It's worth every single penny They killed it It makes me so much more invested in the Thor I can't wait to see what he does in Infinity War Being where Thor Ragnarok leaves off Where does it take us So much good stuff Who are you guys (laughs) Yeah I I could talk all day about Thor Ragnarok But it's so great And the enjoyment level That I got out of this thing Made it number one for me I absolutely love it too man Like I said that, that bottom three man So hard to pick I mean, Thor Ragnarok just knocked it out of the park. I just, God, I love that movie. <laughs> I want to see it again myself, man. I can't. I look forward to owning that thing, watching it multiple times at home. Yes, yes. Yeah, just like I probably said the word fun a lot because that's obviously you it know, is a lot of fun. But that is just that is the epitome of fun, man. Like I said, from the opening five minutes, I probably laughed more than like most movies do in the entire two hours. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I said it was probably one of the best comedies of the year that's not really set yeah. out to be a comedy. You know, because Thor Ragnarok probably has the most casualties of any Marvel movie. Yeah, that's um, right. There's, there's very high dark death. stakes, um, but they keep it rocking and rolling, man. Um, and yeah, I overlooked Kate Blanchett earlier, man. Yeah, talking about villains or villainesses, however you want to say it. She's fantastic in this. She's so having good. fun. She's hamming it up mm-hmm. a little bit, but not overly. No, perfect. She's great. Perfect stuff. Oh. And she looks sexy as hell as Hella, so I'll take it. That's probably the sexiest she's ever looked. Is that weird? I agree. That's Kate Blanchett as Hella? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take it, man. It's because she had that dark hair, man. It works. <laughs> All right. So there's our Ooh. top tens right there. We rock and rolled it on through. Um, go ahead and run your top full top ten down one more time. All right, guys. Let's do this top ten. Number ten, I had Ingrid Goes West, followed by number nine at War for the Planet of the Apes. Number eight was Wonder Woman. Seven, Stephen King's It. Six, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Number five, Spider-Man Homecoming. Four, Baby Driver. Three, Thor Ragnarok. Two, Get Out. And my number one was Logan. How about you, Mr. Mega? Yes, so here's my top ten once again. Number ten was Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Number nine was It. Number eight was John Wick, Chapter Two. Number seven was Wonder Woman. Number six was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number five was Justice League. Number four was Logan. Number three was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number two was Spider-Man Homecoming. And number one was Thor Ragnarok. That's not too bad. That's six out of ten we agreed on. (laughs) Six out of ten? Not bad. Not bad at all. I thought you were going to have some way bigger foo-foo movies on there. I really enjoyed (laughs) Gifted with Chris Evans. That was close. God, I like that movie. Hey, you know, it looks good. I did not watch Gifted, but I do love me some Chris (laughs) Evans. 
Uh, I know we don't want to do worst list, but I just want to say my number one, Chips. Hated it. Chips was pretty fucking bad. Oh my god. And I love a cheesy, over-the-top, R-rated, raunchy movie. Yes. But fuck Chips. Oh my god. And I, I fuck did, Chips up its stupid ass. For the record, I have tried it twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was on like HBO or Showtime. I was like, L- you know what? I have my expectations are now bottom level. Not many better, man. Dak Shepard and Michael Pena, like you said, in a you know a raunchy comedy. Maybe this could be like Twenty One Jump Street. Am I right? Well, no, going for. no, no, no. Oh, mm-hmm. and that, that El Camino Christmas uh, reconnects Dak Shepard and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. So check that one out. No, uh, you know Chips had a good cast. I dug the trailers when it came out, but I missed this one in the theater. Thank God now. But, oh no, I but, saw this. But, in the when, but when it came out, I was like, ooh. I need to see this because everybody was shitting on it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to probably love the fuck out of this thing. And I did not laugh one fucking time. I did a couple of little, like throughout it, but never gave me one solid laugh. And that's pretty fucking bad in a movie like this. Yeah, I, I was thrown off even from the trailers, but I went, all right, well, it's R-rated. Good stuff's got to be in the movie. Not right. really. No. No, no, no. Ugh. Yeah, there were some bad ones um, this year. Uh, but yeah, we're going to keep it positive. We're going to end positive. on a high lots note. Lots of goods too. Lots of great stuff. Lots of honorable mentions. Um, go out and watch some damn movies. There's good stuff all around. Um, but yeah, that's 2017, 2018. We're going to have a lot of more Ooh. great titles coming up. Faux show. Deadpool, baby. Deadpool's coming. Deadpool 2. Lots of Marvel films. We got Black Panther coming up. Yes, of course, Infinity War, which is going to be just oh. probably the greatest movie of all time. Those three right there. I don't even know how to rank like my most anticipated anymore. Yeah, like this year was tough. I was like Thor, Justice League, uh, Logan, uh. like anticipating and the best of. It's hard to do, man. There's so many. I don't even want to start getting into it because we'll be here for another hour. But um, <laughs> number ten. Yeah, but uh, there you have it. That's our top ten movies of 2017. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Jordan, what's your social media? Where can people find you if they want to follow along your journey? Uh, I wish you had asked me earlier. i got to write this down. Uh, Twitter, J Pierce O. J as in jerk. Pierce as in how you pierce your ear. O as in oh my. Uh, oh my. <laughs> I also got a YouTube, guys. I should use it more. It's uh, <laughs> the Pierce Co. I have some stand-up comedy on there. I have some short films. Some of them are actually sad and pretty deep. <laughs> I was showing uh, your stepdaughter. She didn't, wasn't that interested. So uh, <laughs> check me out on there. You can add me on Facebook. I add everyone as well. Jordan Owens. I have so many fake friends. <laughs> so there you go. And, uh, of course, <clears throat> you know where to find us. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega and follow the show at Am I on the Air. Of course, AmIOnTheAir.com where you can listen to uh, the regular podcasts as long as, as well as all the Am I Still on the Airs. Um, of course, RedDragonsRadio.com as well. It's always streaming there 24-7. Um, yeah, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, have a great new year. I hope you enjoyed 2017. If you haven't seen any of these movies, we obviously check highly recommend that you check them out All of this sooner. list, check it out. Check Rather out my than list, do it. Check out the list, that's what they're here for. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. So have a great night. Have a great new year. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Bye-bye. Red Dragons!